Hey everybody, welcome to Muscle Intelligence Podcast. I'm sitting here getting work done and got inspired to record a little podcast because I got a lot of people who come to me for body transformations and say, hey Ben, I want you to help me build an amazing body. And you guys know for 20 years of my life, I've focused on uh, whatever it's going to take to be the largest human being, the most aesthetic human being, have the greatest physique on the planet. Obviously didn't quite get exactly where I had aspired to, but got pretty damn close to be the top 10 in the world uh, in anything is, is pretty tremendous. And uh, I learned a lot. I think my success in the industry is a testament to uh, simply what I was able to learn, all of the mistakes that I made, um, all of the lessons I learned, all the incredible mentors that I had, um, all the bad mentors that I had. Ultimately, it was my ability to objectively assess everything that came my way and put it to the test. I think where the rubber meets the road is really life's test, isn't it? We can all read the textbook. We can all read the research study. But ultimately, what is, how does it apply? And where does it apply? And to whom it does it apply? And I think I have this unique perspective, having pushed my body harder than most human beings will ever understand, and pushed my mind harder than most human beings will ever understand, uh, as well as combining this theoretical knowledge that I've accrued over 20 years. And again, I don't claim to be um, the biggest, the best, the brightest, or anything like that. But um, what I do claim to offer is a very unique perspective on how you're going to build a body that you love. So since having retired from professional bodybuilding in 2016, I've had four years of effectively trying to unwind um, all of the habits that I've created in the previous 20 years, right? So 20 years of aspiring to be the biggest human being on the planet uh, developed a very particular set of skills, very particular set of habits that really served me well. Some I didn't um, during my career, but most of which were very much directed at becoming the best bodybuilder on the planet. Now, if I was to objectively look back and have, be critical of myself, I would acknowledge that some of those habits that I did have probably weren't contributing positively to my betterment. I just didn't know any better. There was no one out there to say, hey, that right there, that thing you're doing, or maybe that thing you're not paying attention to, if you did that, would make a massive difference in your physique and decrease your perceived effort and ultimately increase your results. There's nobody out there that was doing that at the time. I started looking at 18 years old for someone who could uh, mentor me, lead me, guide me, coach me. I worked with many, many coaches in the industry, all of which provided value in very particular areas. So every coach that I worked with was tremendous. I mean, I had incredible benefits and results working with everybody. But nobody was able to give me a 360-degree view. And that was really interesting to me, right? There was people who were very myopic, and they said, well, this is what works because that's what worked for me. And then we get people who say, well, this is what the theory says, and we got to apply that. And the reality is there was very few people who were looking at all of the variables. So at any time in my career, I had four or five people who I would consider coaches uh, or, or leaders or mentors or, or confidants or anyone I could lean on if I had a specific question. So I had one guy who was kind of helping me with my supplements, uh, normal supplements, healthy supplements, uh, you know, supplement protocols to eliminate inflammation and digestion and, and, and sleep and stuff like that. I had someone else uh, who would guide me on recovery and biometric uh, markers and uh, thinking differently. And I had someone else who taught me how to exercise effectively. A lot of these people have been on the show. 
uh, on the podcast. So, you know, Tom Purvis is an example. Peter Chason, Eric Seifert are guys, examples who taught me how to exercise better than anyone else on the planet. I can tell you that those three guys are uh, going to exceed anyone's ability to understand exercise, bar none. Um, and then you get people who, you know, maybe mentored me in nutrition. And, uh, you know, I think there's gaps. I think there's really, really gaps. I think uh, anyone who wants to build their body isn't even aware of all of the potential boxes that need to be checked to really build a great physique. Coaches typically focus on one, two, or three things, and those are the most important things to them. Now, there's an issue with that, I think. Having spent the last 20 years understanding this stuff, and really the last four years going well beyond just understanding what training should look like, I think when I finally reached this apex of really believing that I have a really great handle on what needs to happen in the gym to build any appreciable amount of muscle in a healthy way and safe way without plateaus, I started looking beyond that. I started looking at things like what are the other things that contribute to whether or not I'm going to build muscle or whether or not I'm going to lose fat and ultimately to try to make this as easy as possible, right? We don't want to have to struggle. Struggle is going to be part of it. We're ultimately trying to make the path as linear as possible. The path is never linear, but we're trying to make it as linear as possible without having too many divergence, uh, if that's a word, divergences, um, so that we can ultimately help you, help me get there. And I think there's millions of people out there right now who would benefit from this understanding. There's more than just training, nutrition, and sleep that go into building a body. There's more than just hard work and motivation and discipline that go into building a body. There's all these internal biochemical realities that are ultimately manifesting as this external expression of your body. So when we think about how we build muscle or how we build a body, our external body is literally an expression of our internal body, isn't it? So whatever's happening in the inside of our body at the level of DNA at the level of biochemistry, at the level of cellular health, and all these different variables inside hormones, um, nutrients, protein synthesis, uh, insulin, inflammation, the list can go on. Uh, autonomic nervous system. Um, all these, these variables are ultimately significantly contributing to my external uh, result, my, my physical body, the expression of my physical body. Now, there's a whole bunch of other things that are also insignificantly contributing to other variables. But the ones we need to pay attention to are pretty darn significant. And I wish I had someone who would have presented all of them on the table for me. Now, whether or not they could help me with my issues, I think is would have been great. But, you know, that would have been uh, the impossible dream. What I would have liked is for someone to say, hey, here's all of the things you should be considering, all right? Which is why I've gone and created the six pillars of a lean, healthy, muscular body. What are those things, right? What are those things that we can do that ultimately allow us to be lean, healthy, and muscular? Because being muscular is amazing and has so many incredible benefits, short-term and long-term, uh, psychologically, physiologically, mentally, and in life, right? So many unknown benefits of being muscular as far as just being an alpha human, uh, being strong, being dominant, being confident, uh, all those things that we unconsciously associate with success as a human being. Um, 
are all ultimate manifestations or expressions of being a strong, muscular human. On top of the fact that when someone looks at you, they go, wow, this person actually takes themselves seriously. This person is actually willing to get uncomfortable and be strong and work harder than they have to, right? If you look at someone and you meet them, you're like, oh gosh, they're lazy, soft, fat, weak. You already know they're always looking to cut corners, I think. <laughs> and again, that's very... Mm, Subjective. There's definitely people out there who are very hard workers who may her external body may not express it um, for other genetic or physiological reasons. But when we do see someone who's a little more muscular, we usually look up to it and admire them at some unconscious level. So how do we then start to create a framework around muscle building and, and body transformation? So most people are going to look at how we train. That's important. Most people are going to look at how we eat. That's also important. Most people are going to start to look at now other variables like sleep and recovery and supplementation and all those things are very, very important. But to get in shape in three months or say four months or five months or whatever it is with one workout or one diet, you know, let's say I can put you on a thousand calorie diet, tell you to do two hours of cardio a day. Most human beings on the planet in two, in three to four months are going to get relatively lean from that if they have the mental fortitude to actually stick with it. Here's the problem. It's not sustainable, is it? What happens at the end? They almost always revert back to who they were in the past and how they looked in the past. So what that tells me is that it's not necessarily the end result that's the goal. Although temporarily, it's nice to get an end result. What I want is I want to create a sustainable physique. I want to create a uh, sustainable routine, a sustainable skill set, a sustainable set of habits, so I can create a sustainable physique. That seems like the ideal scenario. For most human beings, uh, again, it's nice to go get, I want to get a selfie on Instagram with my abs out. Oh, gosh, that's so nice. But really, who cares? Who cares? What if you get it once and you can never do it again? You've just defeated yourself. Your self-confidence goes, man, I did it once, but now I don't think I can do it again because I just, I lost it. You know, we all know so many people who have achieved a goal immediately to lose it. And then all of a sudden you start in the back of your mind go, yeah, I did it once, but I'm not sure if I can do it again. That hurt a lot. I don't really want to do it. I have so much pain and discomfort and stress around doing that. This is what it seems like so many competitors are living in. So many competitors retire from competing. They quit. They can't do it again because they did it once and they screwed up their body. But not only do they screw up their body, they screwed up their cognitive association with themselves. They screwed up their belief system in their ability to change their body. They created a negative association with exercise, a negative association with their own ability to follow through or stick with something. And now, gosh, it took me so much work and it just wasn't worth it because I was, was in that shape for one day and all of a sudden it's gone. That one day came and now it's gone. And now, gosh, it's so much work to get back in shape for that one day. It's very hard. There's a lot of people out there living like that, isn't there? Whether or not that's you doesn't matter. But the point of this conversation is I'd love to start presenting a framework around two things. Around one, how to do this in a sustainable way. And two, how to ultimately create an identity that allows you to be lean, healthy, and muscular for your life. Creating sustainable habits is the key to long-term transformation. The key. Now, most people are going to go and hire a coach, and the coach is going to say, 
hey, Fred or whomever, yeah, I need you to do an hour of cardio every day. I need you to do this diet. I need you to take these supplements. And it becomes an autopilot, mindless following of somebody else's plan. That works really well if you're going to follow it short term. But as soon as that goes away and you realize it's not sustainable, life changes and you start to go backwards. So what I want you to start thinking about is what are the habits? And here, let's simplify this. What are the two habits that you can apply right now? I'm going to go a little bit deeper on what those habits look like that you can apply right now that will make the greatest change to your life. And here's what I'm going to say when I go deeper. I want you to apply one positive and one negative. What does that mean? One plus habit, one subtract habit. So meaning one thing that's a high impact habit that if I apply this one little thing, it's going to make the greatest difference in my physique, meaning I'm going to add one thing in. Could be I'm going to do an hour of walking outside every morning. It could be I'm going to do 200 push-ups every day. It could be I'm going to do a class of yoga. I'm going to do a spinning class. I'm going to do something that's hard. I'm going to do my workout seven days a week. I'm going to, uh, I don't know, something. Eat this exact meal plan with a high-protein diet every day. Something that's one simple thing. And it doesn't have to be an hour long. It can literally be five minutes, right? And that should be, if everyone's struggling, anyone's struggling with the ability to transform, it's always five minutes. It's it's so small that it takes no thought. There's no resistance. You're trying to reduce that resistance, right? We want to take away that barrier to entry. So if it's, hey, I'm going to do five push-ups today, that's a really good start. Because if you do that every day for 30 days, all of a sudden, five push-ups isn't hard anymore, is it? So that's your positive habit. Now we're going to look at the, the negative side of that. What's the negative habit? What's well, a subtraction habit? If we remove one negative thing from our life right now, that could ultimately have the greatest impact on our physique, on our energy, on our mindset, on our confidence. Uh, what would that be? So it could be something as, hey, every Friday night I, with my wife, I eat a cheesecake or ice cream or something like that. What can I replace that with? Or, hey, every, I know after every meal I have something sweet. Or I know I have too many cups of coffee, which screws up my sleep. Or what is that one single thing that if I just remove that would ultimately have a very positive result on my body? Now, those two simple habits are a really simple foundational piece of creating a habit change, creating a new life for you. Here's the thing. It's going to change not only the way you look, but if you do it consistently, for 30 to 60 days, it's going to change your identity. And you have to start to be conscious of what your identity is. If you grew up fat and sick and have a family that's obese and have some story around why you are the way you are, that's your identity. That's your personal identity. And if you identify as someone who's always a little out of shape or I always don't really get in shape or whatever that BS nonsense story is you're telling yourself, you will always attach that and revert back to that. So you must address that right this minute and change. You must say to yourself, I have used to be this person, but from this moment on, I am lean, I am healthy, I am muscular. And it goes deeper than that. And there's a lot of levels and a lot of layers to exploring what habits, what high impact habits do lean people actually have? What association do they have with food? What association do they have with exercise? What association do they have with movement? What association do they have with stress? What do they do when those things come up? If I feel stressed, what do I do? 
Do I eat? Do I drink alcohol? Do I take drugs? What do I do? Do I try to disconnect from my body or connect with that emotion? Do I try to move my body or just restrict and constrict? So I want you to start paying attention to all those things you do habitually. And when something stressful comes up in your life or something you notice that you're doing that maybe isn't constructive and it maybe isn't moving you toward your greatest physique, you're going to start paying attention to it. I suggest you write it down. And you see something come up like, oh, I got stressed about this. My bills came in. I was fighting with my spouse. So my response to make me feel better really acutely is I'm going to do this negative thing. And I know if I just remove that, I'd probably immediately change my body composition. I'd probably immediately feel better. Maybe I'd even just have a little more confidence in myself. So then what can I do to replace that habit? Maybe I do a five-minute walk outside. Maybe I call someone I love. Maybe I do five minutes of breath work. Maybe I go do a cold shower. Maybe I do a cold plunge. Something that'll change my psychological and physiological state. Movement is the key. Or something that'll ultimately allow you to feel better, feel different, and get out of that state. And if you do that consistently enough for 30 to 60 days, all of a sudden that habit is broken. And that habit that was ultimately negatively impacting your physique negatively impacting your self-confidence, your self-discipline, and your life is now gone. And now you feel a little more confident. You feel a little more empowered. Like, hey, I did that. What else can I do? And it literally takes that little wedge in the door. Right? Take the thin end of the wedge and stick it in the door and make yourself go, hmm, that little habit made such a big difference to my life. And now I realize I can do it. What else is there? What else can I possibly do? So I encourage you, this week, today, objectively assess your life and say, what are the high impact habits that if I add this one thing and if I subtract this one thing would make the greatest difference to my life? This allows you or allows you the opportunity to become present in your life. It almost necessitates that you become present with the activities, the habits, and the mindless activities that we go through on a day-to-day basis. Now, I think that's an amazing opportunity because all change starts with awareness. So, start there. Because changing your body will not last, nor is it worth it. Because building a great body and still having a mind that is weak and unhappy will not fulfill you. Take it from me. There's a lot of things that you can do that while you build a great physique and while you build a great life, allow you to also empower yourself with confidence and discipline and integrity and incredible internal character traits. And there's also a lot of things you can do that ultimately get you in shape and don't let you build confidence or character or integrity or discipline. Right? So we want to make sure we anchor those things together. We want to make sure that as we step forward into our new life and into our new body and into our excellence, we carry with it the seeds of character, of confidence, of discipline, of love in our heart, rather than anger and discontent. For a long time, I trained very angry and very discontent, very jaded and pissed off at the world. And I brought that with me home. I brought that with me to everywhere I went in my life because that's what I thought that I needed to drive performance. Interesting, isn't it? 
as I anchored that in the gym, that became my default state. Every time I thought about exercise, that became a state. I became angry on the inside. It started to burn. It started to make me angry to just think about exercise. Now imagine living 20 years of your life like that. Now imagine creating even more of that for your future. Does that sound like a positive thing? When you could just as easily change your exercise emotion to, I'm so grateful that I have this amazing body. I want to take care of this amazing vehicle. I want to use it for the rest of my life. I want it to be an adventure. I want it to be strong. I want it to be resilient. I want to feel good in the way that I move. You can anchor that really quickly in your exercise regime. So every time now you think about exercise, you get a smile on your face, you get love in your heart, you get gratitude in your heart, just for the fact that you just anchored that while you're training. Doesn't that sound like a more positive transformation to be making for the future? It's amazing to look great, but it's way more powerful to look great and feel great and exude confidence and certainty and be in alignment with who you are at your soul. It's a very different reality than showing up and being pissed off with a nice set of abs. Very, very different. So that's one foundational step, is creating this new identity of who you are, rather than just simply following a plan to get to the end result. And I, I love the idea of following a plan. Don't get me wrong. Goals are great. Plans are great. But create a synergy between that outward plan, the external plan, match it with the internal process, right? We want to attach to confidence and certainty and joy and gratitude and love and all these incredible emotions that we can just create at will if we think about it. So rather than having to and becoming a victim to exercise and becoming a victim to your body and becoming a victim to all these things that you claim to have to do, choose to do it and say, man, I'm so grateful I get to do this. My body serves me. Uh, a little bit different perspective there, isn't it? So anyone out there looking to transform your body, yes, it's important to exercise well. Yes, it's important to have the skill set to empower you to build your body. I can teach any human being on this planet to build maximum muscle. That's easy. That's like learning how to play the piano, right? Can you do it today? Maybe not. Give me three months and you're going to be good. Give me a year and you're going to be exceptional. You're going to love it. You're going to feel empowered to play any song you choose or to build any amount of muscle that you choose that's easy what's hard is changing the identity that's been created for you up to this point in your life and i chose those words intentionally it's been created for you because the identity you have is not the identity that you created it's the identity that's been created for you based on you having to receive love and acceptance to fit into this world whether that be love and accepted by your parents or your peers your family, your brothers and sisters, you needed to stop doing certain things and start doing other things to receive love and acceptance. You didn't want to be ostracized, and that made sense. That served you up to this point. Maybe eating and drinking and being angry allowed you to commiserate with those people and allowed you to belong. Whereas if you had been the outcast, the, the black outcast, forgetting the word I'm looking for, the, you guys will know what I'm talking about, the black goose, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, if you were the outcast, 
people would have ostracized you. So you needed to conform all the way down to the food you ate, the habits you created, the words you chose, just to fit in with those people. But I want each and every one of you to realize right now you're an adult. And you can choose to change your life. And all those stories you've been telling yourself up to this point, black swan is what I was thinking. Um, all the habits and beliefs and identity that you've created up to this point is not you. It's who you've decided to be up to this point in your life to fit in, to be accepted, to be loved. And that's wonderful because it's absolutely served you to now. But if it doesn't serve you in the future, if you don't see it serving your greatest life and serving your excellence in the future, empower yourself. Decide right now that you're going to change it. You're going to use exercise. You're going to use this body transformation to explore difficult situations. And when difficulty comes up, you're not going to be afraid. You're going to step up. When you're anxious, you're not going to be afraid. You're going to step up. When you feel like you're defeated, you're not going to be afraid. You're going to step up. You're going to step into your power. And ultimately, you're going to use exercise as this vehicle to start exploring the things you're uncomfortable with. When you least want to do something, smile and go, ah, I see you. I can do this. Right? This is your old self that you're seeing rearing up. It's not who you are in the future. It's not this new identity. This new identity steps into these uncomfortable situations. Your new identity sees an obstacle and goes, ah, I'm overcoming you right now. This is the last time in my life I will be, ever be a victim to you, this obstacle. I will be an owner. I will be a creator. I'll be responsible for my future. That is the new person you are creating right now. You're stepping into your greatness and you're using exercise as the daily battleground to, to explore what it looks like and feels like when you get uncomfortable, when you want to quit, when you want to give up, when you don't want to go, when you want to be lazy, when you want to cheat, when you want that weaker form of you or when that weaker form of you wants to rear up, right? So let's say you've got two versions of yourself. You've got the old one, which is the victim, which is the weak one. And you've got the strong one, which is empowered, which is confident, which is the new version of you. Which one are you going to feed? Are you going to continue to feed the weak old version of you and, and, and succumb to that weakness and that victim attitude? Like, oh, I can't do this. It's too hard. Or are you going to breathe? Are you going to smile? Are you going to step into it? It doesn't mean you need to be perfect. But it needs, means when you become aware of it, you step up and change. You step up and step in to the empowered version of yourself. The empowered version that is understanding that every single obstacle in front of you is put there for your opportunity, for your benefit to grow. If you stay within this comfort zone, this little itty bitty comfort zone, you'll always be the same. There's no growth that exists inside the comfort zone. Growth exists outside of the comfort zone. Think about it. Greatness exists outside the walls we set in our mind is a quote that I created probably 10 years ago. And I would sit at home and I would think about that. You create these walls, these barriers, these boundaries in our mind of beliefs that this is as much as we can do. That's all I got. That's all I can do. I'm a victim to things. Oh, it's too hard. No, it's not. That's the story you're telling yourself. That's the story you're telling yourself from the person who you used to be. The person who you are now, in the future, from this moment forward, 
says, yeah, bring it on. I got it. I got this. This is where I thrive when it gets hard. This is where I flourish when it gets hard. I'm confident. I am empowered. I am the owner of my life. I am not the victim to this life. I will step up and I will own it. Anyways, guys, I don't want to go too long. But hopefully, each and every one of you realizes that 2020 is an opportunity. 2020 brought us all a lot of discomfort and it rattled a lot of us. But it's an opportunity for us to explore who we really are in our soul. We really are in, our, in the deepest depths of our character. It allows you to get uncomfortable. Stir it up a little bit. Create some new habits. Create the desire for excellence. Create this desire to accumulate the best version of yourself right now. What if this was something that we intentionally manifested? To stir a bunch of stuff up. To allow us to explore our new potential, our new future. We got so blinded. We got so myopic. We got so mindless in our routines, didn't we? Many of us. 1% of the population succeeds and everybody else follows because those 99% of the population is willing to stop and have this conversation with themselves that says, hey, I refuse to be a victim. I refuse to say anything is too hard. I refuse to be too tired. I refuse to sleep in. I refuse to do anything that my body says I cannot. I will step into it and I will do it. I'll take ownership for my life right now. If this is hard for you, journal. What are the things that you wanted to do today that you didn't? And if you're, if you're feeling disempowered, write it down. I will no longer be a victim to this disempowering feeling. I will now be the creator and the owner of my life. I will transform my body to look like anything that I want it to look like. And again, this is not me being preachy. This is me just making you guys think. It's right there in front of you. Yes, you need a skill set. Yes, you need habits. Yes, you need to change your beliefs about what's possible for you. And all of those ultimately will create a new identity. When you start realizing that this identity is sitting right there in front of you for you to pick up, for you to change. You can become the greatest parent. You can become the greatest financial advisor. You can become the greatest teacher. You can become the greatest mentor, the greatest coach, the greatest athlete, whatever you want to do. But you got to stop with the victim words. I don't know if I can do that. Why me? Oh. Stop. Step into it, guys. I'm here to support you. Thank you guys all for listening. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bubs. Bubs has been an incredible sponsor of the podcast for a long time. My absolute favorite MCT and collagen that goes into my body every single day because I want to feel my greatness. I want to feel collagen in my body. So ultimately, collagen supplementation is very important for anyone who eats a high amount of muscle meat protein. So we're eating steak, chicken, all that stuff, which is muscle meat of the animal. It's important to balance out the ratios of amino acids, which primarily glycine is the one that's missing from that muscle meat, which is predominant in collagen protein. So I take collagen for my joints, for my hair on my head, kidding, uh, for my nails, for my skin, for all these things that are essential processes in the body, like detoxification, like insulin regulation, also like supporting the GABA, glutamate pathway, the production of GABA, 
for, through the glutamate pathway. Glycine is a big uh, central player in that. So what does that mean? It means like it helps me slow down, helps me put on the brakes before I go to bed. Not enough collagen will sometimes cause a racing mind. Why do I take MCT? MCT is incredible for my brain. It, it's just that new level of focus for me in the morning, just that one notch up. When I add it to my coffee, MCT goes directly to your brain and becomes ketones, uh, energy for your body to use, sometimes ketones if you're in a relatively depleted, depleted state. I just find it helps fuel my brain. I use it in my protein shakes. I always use it in my coffee. It just makes coffee so much better. If you're someone who uses almond milk or dairy, or dairy at all in your coffee, try out Bub's MCT and uh, you're going to love it. And you can now use the code BEN, B-E-N, nice and easy, for 20% off Bubs. BubsNaturals.com. Bubs is hooking you guys up. 20% off, which is, if you're in the supplement industry at all, you know that's astronomical. 20% off anything is incredible. So take advantage while we can, because they're taking care of us, we want to take care of them. Bubs also giving 10% of profits to charity, supporting us so we can support you. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. If you did enjoy the podcast, I would absolutely love a review. Uh, if you enjoyed this conversation today, let me know. I want to hear about it. I want to hear what you enjoyed. And if you didn't, if you didn't, I want to hear that too. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, I would love it if you subscribed and shared with at least one person you know and love who could benefit from this message or all of the other messages that we're conveying and portraying here on the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. I love what I do, and I hope I get to continue to do it forever, and not only for you, but empowering everyone in the world with an intelligent approach to building your greatest body and creating ultimately a life that you love and uh, with love in your heart, with love in my heart, I send my gratitude to you for being here in your time. Have a wonderful day, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Bikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest and products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.